Rasmussen, Dolin, Rasmussen, first scores! Rasmus delicious tuck to seal it, bad angle, goal! Holy mackerel, roll the highlights down! Top shelf, where come on, it's the cookies! Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode number three of the Goat Heads podcast, hosted by Tony and Zach. Antonio, do you want to take us away? Yep. Uh, first off, hope everyone had a fun and safe 4th of July. Um, sadly, there were some tragic events that happened around the U.S. on the 4th of July. Um, over 220 people killed in over five different mass shootings. Um, for, just want to give our condolences. Uh, nothing's really changing in this country, which is very sad, a day to be proud of your, of being American, and that's what's happening. So giving our condolences, um, hope everyone was safe, hope everyone had, everyone had a good time with family and friends. Yeah, it's a, it's a cycle that seems to be like an, uh, it's, it's Groundhog Day. Every, every day I wake up, it's some, it's a new mass shooting, it's, people are getting killed, it's, it's the 4th of July weekend, you're with your family, you're with your kids, you're with loved ones. You do not want to – it's it's not fathomable to me how how things like this keep happening in 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 communities where where these, these families and, and these kids are, are running are running from a shooter with their parents. They 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 don't know what they're running from, they're just running. And it happens again and again and again, and we just watch it and we listen and and, and it's horrible to listen to, and we listen. And nothing gets done and a day passes and two days pass and we forget about it. And then something happens again and nothing changes. Nothing seems to change. There doesn't seem to be any, any changes coming. It, it's ridiculous. And it's hard to enjoy the 4th of July knowing that people just like us, ho- hockey fans in Chicago, hockey fans in Richmond, just there to enjoy the holiday are, are running are and they're running for their lives. They're, they're, they're not running. It's it's insane. It's insane, and it's insane to to be the greatest country in the world, and it's the only place where this happens. There was a, sh- a shooting in Denmark, and everyone wants to point to that because they have the strictest gun laws. That was their first mass shooting in thirty years. We have three a day. We have three a day. It's ridiculous, it, and it never changes, and it and and it never changes. And there's chairs and bikes sitting there still. And, and and it's a crime scene in cities w- where people were celebrating with their families, and it's it's just old. I'm I'm uh, it's so old, and it's so ridiculous that we have to talk about this day after day, week after. It's it's I'm it's frustrating. It's really just frustrating. I I this is a hockey podcast, and we'll talk hockey for another hour. But how can you not say anything? How how can you just watch this? grandparents being killed from some maniac maniac buying guns legally it something needs to change it i can't keep watching i don't want to go to parades anymore i don't want to be in these mass groups anymore it's not safe it's not safe here it doesn't feel safe here and it doesn't feel like the people who are supposed to keep it safe care it doesn't feel like that, and and I'm sorry that I'm still talking about this because we we shouldn't we shouldn't have a hockey podcast where we have to say, yep, another mass shooting happened, another another shooting, it, and we do, and and we will probably have another one in the next episode, and it's ridiculous, and it's 
fucking ridiculous that we have to do this and and sit through this and just accept it and just say, well, people die in car accidents. Fuck that. No, fuck that. I'd rather die in a car accident than shot by some killer and just spraying at a group of people. I'm tired of it. It's 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 appalling to me that we have to do this. Couldn't have said it better myself. Um, yeah, obviously a very touchy subject, especially something celebrating America, and it's the biggest debate in America now, and it's happening right in front of our eyes. Me and Zach are 20 years old. Zach's not even 20 yet, and the fact that we have to be saying these things is just kind of absurd, um, but... We shouldn't. We should. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. All right. We shouldn't. We're, we're um, going to Antonio, move on. <laughs> uh, how, was, how, how was your Fourth of July? We'll, we'll we'll go to that because you had a good Fourth of July. I did myself. We were we were lucky enough to have a good weekend, a good holiday weekend. It's a holiday to be with family, to have good times, and I want to hear about I want to hear about yours. Yep. Uh, I went to the beach with uh, my lovely girlfriend. Spent some time with some friends there and did some fireworks at night. So kind of. Been any better? Had a great time. And what'd you do, Zach? Um, yeah, about the same thing. I was uh, with my mm-hmm. lovely girlfriend as well. We went to her. She's got some property out in the sticks, so we were there uh, doing some redneck shit. I, I gotta admit, rednecks uh, might not be the brightest, but they got some of the best toys. ATVs. <laughs> oh my god, that shit! I could do that all day. Wow, it was great. Yeah. It was great, and I got to talk hockey with some great people, which we'll get into later, but. Great weekend, great weekend overshadowed by tragedy, and we won't let that determine the rest of the way this episode goes. But it, it frustrates us. We're we're yeah. we're frustrated by it. We, it's bigger than hockey. It needs to be talked it is about. Than we, we can't just pretend these things don't happen. Yeah. All right. Well, now that we're on the topic of the greatest country in the world, America, there's a big debate going on right now. Austin Matthews being labeled as the greatest American hockey player of all time. Zach, your thoughts on that? Um, a little premature, but I don't, I don't know. I like drama in the league. Um, <laughs> it stirred up a great conversation. Uh, people remember the greats such as Mike Madano, Brian Leach, and uh, people are like, "Wait, there's a guy playing right now who's American who's also the greatest American hockey player to ever play, Patrick Kane." Uh, Future Saber, Patrick Kane, yes. Future Saber, uh, Patrick Kane. Do not forget that. Um, yeah, so um, definitely Austin Matthews will definitely put up a great campaign to be labeled that. 60-goal season, That that's almost enough. I I mean, we're Sabres fans and we're saying this. We, we, we hate Toronto, but you can't turn a blind eye to talent. Yeah. Like Austin Matthews is – is an awesome talent to watch. He's great. So I love I love the conversation. I love that it's happening. I think it brings up a, a good point. And down the line, let's see if Matthews raises the cup a few times. I I, I think so. Uh, when he's raising that trophy in a Kachina Coyotes jersey, <laughs> it's, he will prove he is the best American player of all time. Uh, we got to do this again, huh? <laughs> No, we don't. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just got confirmed Matthews was traded to Arizona. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, no, no, but – Yeah, great for the league. I love the debate. 
Um, I obviously very early. Matthews is what 23, 24. So Kane is what third, 34, 35, older. Yeah, I don't got the older. ages right here, but he's obviously older, a decade over. Now. Yeah. But you know, if it's being brought up now, there's a good chance in 10 years it'll be a, a different, I can say, uh, backlash or reaction to that. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, Matthew's 60 goals. a lot of backlash online. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were. Uh, I, do it. I mean, anything pro Toronto is going to receive enormous <laughs> amounts of backlash. We saw the, we saw the fan poll, the. Most annoying fan base in the NHL. Toronto is all the way on one end of the spectrum, and all the other teams are at one end. So, did you partake in that poll? No, I did not. Did I you? did. It was yeah. It was a Google Doc. I don't remember who posted it on Twitter, but um, yeah, I filled out uh, Toronto as the most annoying, and second to that was the Rangers. So that's all I really remember from that, but. Yep, the Rangers in Toronto were like the top two teams for everything anyway. So yeah. I'm glad that everyone's agreeing on that. The league right, moving on is oh. one to fight common <laughs> evils. Yes. And moving on to not so great news down in Russia, Ivan Fedotov, a Flyers goalie prospect. He was picked in the seventh round in twenty fifteen. He's currently twenty five years old. Um he gets arrested in Russia. For right before he was about to leave for the U.S. to go play for the Flyers, he gets arrested for not serving military time because he plays for CSKA, the Russian team. And what it used to be before was if you played for that team, you didn't have to serve for Russia and their military because once you're an adult in Russia, that's like a mandatory thing everyone has to do, which is crazy to think that's how it is, even though it's been like that here before. But yeah. He gets arrested. Um, he's now in a military base, but um, a quote from his agent was, he doesn't feel very well. He says that he was given some kind of injections, which he does not know. He was told that this was prescribed by a doctor. He doesn't look good. And another quote was, Ivan complained of stomach pain and possible poisoning when he was in a military commission. I don't even know what I wrote. In St. Petersburg after... He was taken into a medical institution. Your thoughts on that? Um, I'd say I'm surprised, but I'm I'm really not. This is this is this is what Russia is, and this is what we know Russia as. I mean, they just they just do villain shit like all the time. I feel like every time I hear Russia doing something, it's always something villainous. It's never like, yeah, Russia did this, and it was kind of cool. It's always like some crazy ass shit. So. I, I pray for Ivan Fedotov getting out of there okay, getting out of there alive, which is a stretch to ask for, especially from Russia, who does not care about civilian life or who you are or what you are. I mean, they wanted to send him to the Ukraine. I'm, I'm not surprised, but at the same time, it's it's horrible. And I really feel for him and his family right now because I, I read somewhere he can't even, uh, can't even see his family. So... It's it's a horrible situation and but that's that's just how it is. That's just how it, what are you going to I mean yeah. They're they're always going to be pulling this shit. It, they yeah. dope their own athletes at the Olympics. I mean, they don't care. They don't care. Mm-hmm. Not to um 
conspiracize the timing, but I am questioning it how it was just like a week before the draft. And, you know, it's very known that Russia wants to obviously keep their players so their leagues look better. They have the better players and they're not being sent off here in the NHL. So with that happening a week before the draft, well, raise an eyeball for me. That's There's no, like, truth to that or anything. But as it's known now, there's two pro- Russian prospects, even three, that should be in the – at least two that should be in the top ten, three or four in the first round, two of them being – Yurov and Miroshenko. Yurov yeah, uh, is a top ten talent. Yeah. Miroshenko was a top ten talent seen last year, projected as that, and then sadly he did get um, cancer. But uh, look, uh, thank God he is back to playing and doing all right. But I just find the timing weird with the draft coming up, and a lot of GMs are going to be very scared. There are GMs who have said, come out and said that they're not taking Russians period. So now you're a GM. Let's let you put on the suit. You're the GM. Uh, What what are you, what are you doing in this situation? Are you drafting a Russian player for the chance? I am taking every chance. I am taking every chance on a Russian. I can, if they are falling back because yes, it is not guaranteed. They ever play here or anything happens, but these are talented players. You should have a board based off of talent. And if you have a guy who's you projected in the first or second round, he's sitting there in the third or fourth, take him. Take the risk. The draft is gambling. The whole thing is gambling. Right. You're taking a chance on players in their future. And another thing with gambling in the draft is um, it's like when you pick a player, he's not done. You're picking for the upside. You're picking of what he can become. Right. And that is huge for, with uh, player development within organizations. And the Sabres have definitely taken a step with their player development in the recent years. So I think if I say they take the chance, uh, there's been a lot of links to Yurov going to the Sabres at 16, which I would be thrilled about since he should most definitely be a top 10, even five player in this year's draft. So if he falls to 16 and we have a chance, take the risk, make the Jack Eichel trade look that more whoa, what could happen now? This could be exciting or it can be a dud. We'll never know until it happens, but I'm willing to take that chance. Yeah, and if you draft one of these Russians and for some reason they're not allowed to come to the U.S. for their own government's reasons or for their own reasons, because a lot of these players, like um, these guys playing in Russia, like you said, ha- have to play in Russia. They're they're persuaded to stay in Russia and there's a lot of shady shit to keep them in Russia. So if you draft one of these players and they turn out great, awesome. If you don't if you draft them and they're not allowed to leave Russia, that's not on you. You drafted talent based on talent. So mm-hmm. I, exactly I, I agree with you 100%. If if Miroshenko sitting there at 28, I I take Miroshenko at 28, even 41. I take Yurov at sixteen if 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 Nazar or someone like that's not on the board. I I I want talent. You want the yeah. best talent possible, and and Russian ice hockey players are some of the best talent. They're they're good. They're great hockey players. So if if you can't get them overseas, that's not on you. Yeah. You, you can rest easy and you and you burned a pick, I guess. But the amount of talent we have in our prospect pool right now, it's deep enough to swim in. So I take a shot at at least one of these guys, at least. Mm-hmm. We took uh, how many Russians last year? Three in a row? 
Uh, yes. I yeah, take so. take one this year. If if one of if Yurov or Miroshenko are sitting there, yes, a hundred percent, yes, a thousand percent, yes. Because yeah, I'm all for it. Um, Buffalo's cold too. They'll fit right in. I, I mean, Antonio, I see you wearing some Buffalo gear. May I ask uh, what you're rocking tonight? I uh, I got the home opener shirt from. I think this was the 50th season. Uh, October 4th, 2018 versus the Boston Bruins. So, yeah, got that yeah. the game. What are you rocking right now, Zach? I'm rocking a, a vintage uh, Buffalo Sabres crew neck. Ooh. If you want gear like this and much, much more, I love the red and black logo. It's hard to find at a good price. It, we know this. We, we've only recently found these places where you can find these great, awesome Sabres pieces for cheap. And one of those, this is not a sponsor. I just, I love them. I love their prices. I love what they do. It's so interesting to me how they find these old things that just bring back memories. They got, they got awesome stuff, and it's at 1478 Hurdle Avenue, Buffalo, Queen City, Vill- Queen City Vintage racks of vintage saber stuff it's great i got this hat and i got this sweater there and many more things you'll see me wear throughout the podcast i i love them their prices are fair you you could buy a new shirt for the same price i guess but i'd rather wear something old that just looks cool and you can get it there you can also find them on instagram at queen city vintage 716 underscore under each of those words it'll be in the description it'll be somewhere not a sponsor just shouting them out um they got great guys running the store Buffalo fans, they're a local Buffalo brand, so give them a give them a peek if you got time. I I really enjoy the stuff there, and and I know you would too. I you haven't gone there yet, but it's it's insane. They got yeah. some stuff there that's insane. Like you I, sent me I, some pictures, and their Instagram looks absolutely crazy with the stuff, and their prices are very fair compared to some other places downtown Buffalo that will not be named. But um, yeah, and another shout out um seven one six dot drip on Instagram. They were at the Queen City Flea in downtown Buffalo, and they also had fantastic prices with some beautiful pieces. I'm not rocking any today, but um, I got some hats, some old tees, and for a very good price. So shout out to him as well. If you visit any of these guys, just make sure to let them know that the Goatheads podcast sent you. Local boys helping local boys. You can't beat it. You cannot beat that. All right, moving on to... Tomorrow, or the day that this recording is out, um, the NHL schedule will be released, according to Bucci Gross on Twitter. He mentions that the Winter Classic is at Fenway Park, the All-Star Game is in South Florida, and the Stadium Series will be held in Raleigh, North Carolina. So, excited for that. I'm excited to see the schedule, even though it's not like the NFL schedule or like you can strategize around that. It's just 82 games, same amount. Yeah, I could, yeah. I could. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on. Former Sabre, Mike Greer, gets a general managing, manager position with the San Jose Sharks. Very happy for him. Congratulations, Mike. Um, I did not know this, that his brother was actually the GM of the Dolphins, and his whole family has backgrounds working – executively in sports, mostly the NFL. His dad was a scout for the Patriots and all that. So really cool stuff. Really happy for Mike. San Jose is probably getting a, a very intelligent mind in that in that office, which is great. 
because uh, they've had some troubles in the past after reaching the cup back in um, ooh, 2017, 2017 against the Penguins. Penguins. Yep. Yeah, I think it was 2017. If I'm not, I'm sorry. But that, um, yeah. but ever since then, they've they've can't get it together. But bringing in a guy like Mike Greer, who's a, a phenomenal hockey player, he knows how the game works. Has family who who knows how the back the back end of everything works. I, I think it's going to be a great fit, and I think they have a great hire. I mean, Chris Drury pushed for him, and you see how Chris Drury's doing for the Rangers. So, yeah, I I applaud him and wish him the best in San Jose. Yeah, really cool thing I heard on uh, Thirty Two Thoughts with Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick. Um, Elliot Friedman actually reached out to Andrew Peters, um, host of after the whistle here in Buffalo, and uh. He just asked for, you know, like a quick story about Mike Greer. And one thing he said was Mike Greer got all the young guys. So Paul Gostad, Derek Roy, Jason Pominville, um, Thomas Vanek, and Peters. Um, he got them. He gifted them with um, a biography about Michael Jordan. And he said, if you want to be a winner, read this. So I thought that was pretty cool. And, yeah, it's pretty neat stuff, even though no championship was won here. But – I don't blame that on the players at all. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert, the Sabres did not end up like the Chicago Bulls with Michael Jordan. Uh, for anyone watching who didn't know that, it did not happen. Yeah. Just needed a Pippen. And a GM. <laughs> and a <Jordan. laughs> Yeah. But, uh, yeah, some cool stuff there. And then another thing is um, they're saying that the Sharks are now going to be looking into David Quinn. He was the former – coach at BU with Eichel there. Uh, they have some Boston connections. So, and yeah, he also coached for the Rangers. I think he had like a one or two year stint there. It didn't last very long, but we'll see. I'm interested Sharks. to see what they do with these long-term high paying deals like uh, Eric Carlson. Um, I, I don't know. But Greer probably, I saw something Greer probably doesn't feel a big attachment to him. So I don't know if he's willing to move some of these guys. Um, if Mike Rear is calling the Buffalo Sabres about Eric Carlson, I don't hang up the phone. I, I don't Him know. Him or Brent Burns. They are both very high-paid players with term. And um, I know Kevin Adams' blueprint is kind of not to risk the future, doesn't want to like get in anything too long. But getting a guy like that, and if there's a way you can possibly – get some nice pieces along with adding on that contract and either one of those two players and having someone with a veteran presence to play with power or Darlene is just, I think that's huge. So if that were to happen, great, I'm all for it. But I don't know. I'm really, I don't know what Mike Rear is going to do there. It's a very, I think that's a very challenging position to take up. That Sharks team is very strange how it is. They got some nice young pieces, but they are very old. Their whole team right. is very old. They are not – they don't look like cup chasers right now. I don't think they've made the playoffs in a couple of years. So, very curious to what goes on there. I'm kind of excited. I do like San Jose a lot. So, once again, happy for my career. Congrats. All right, moving on. Um, Victor Mekte recently came out with a quote um, talking about the Team Canada team. I think it was the under-18s with the – very disturbing and horrible allegations against them. Uh, Mete was not there for the incident. For those who don't, do not know, uh, bad sexual assault allegations against the team. 
there was a girl in a hotel room. Not getting too much into detail, but uh, yeah, there was. It's out the there if you want to read it. it yeah. It's out there if you want to read it. I, I, it's it's horrible. It's disgusting. It's there's no place in the game for that. It's it's not a part of hockey. But if you don't give it the attention it needs and the discipline it needs, it's, it it's only going to happen again. And it's stories like these and Kyle Beach that come out and. And it makes a lot of people who care about hockey sick to their stomach because they don't want to. They don't want to think about this stuff. They want to just watch the game and enjoy the game and enjoy the players. But unfortunately, there there are people who are bad people, and they are in this league. And I and I think if if Hockey Canada settles, they they need to release names. They need to let us know if these players are in the NHL because I think I think it's our right to know. I. I, I don't want to point fingers, but one of the guys on that team is is Cal McCarr, a superstar defenseman. And I'm not saying it, it was him. I have, but it it's you need to make it known how many of these players are in the NHL, what teams they're on. Something it it's it's horrific that it happens, and it happens again, and it's yeah. gonna happen again, and it and it's horrible. And Hockey Canada is settling this case using. <laughs> sponsor money they're they're not they're not using money from the government they're using their the money they get from sponsors so uh, i don't know if a lot of sponsors are going to be too happy with that especially since all all the uh, assailants are just listed as john doe one through eight yeah it's it's the fans right to know what teams they're on who i want to know who they are i i really think it's Mm -hmm. it's in our rights to know who who these people are yeah, if you're should... an asshole. You're an asshole, and you deserve to be called out. Just because you're good at hockey doesn't mean you're above above the law and get some pass. Uh, it... Yeah, yeah, they definitely need to be disciplined. Um, I don't know how serious the league will take it. Like, as in, like, never playing the league again. I mean, look at how they look at how they handled the beach. Look at how yeah. Gary Bettman handled the whole Kyle Beach thing. There was a second victim. And they asked him if he was going to pay for his therapy, and he said, "I haven't looked into that yet." Well, you are incompetent. You are you are horrible. You are old, and you are dated. You are you are you are lame. You just say yes, even if you haven't done anything yet. All you have to say in that situation is yes. And time and time again, we have to listen to Gary Bettman. And, and I know the NHL isn't directly involved in this, but it's their players now. It's Hockey Canada, but it's it's the NHL's players. And Bettman has as big a role in this as anyone because you're the commissioner of the biggest hockey league in the world, and, and you're terrible at it. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't stand him. I can't stand how he handled the Kyle Beach situation. I can't stand how Chicago handled it with, with their old-ass owner being able to say, we're not talking about 2010 anymore. I'm so sick of this dated way of looking at these pro- social problems. They're real and they're not going anywhere. And you can't just pretend they're gone. You can't. It's not how it works anymore. You can't give the victim money and expect everyone to forget if nothing's going to change. It's ridiculous. Could have not said it better myself, Zach. We'll put that down as rant too. <laughs> there might be a couple more here. but um, Next yeah. up, Abortion. No, 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 not yet. All right. Um, getting into some uh, rumors within the league. Um, 
quickly. Uh, Darcy Kemper is most likely returning to Colorado, which could definitely set some trends going on in the league. Um, Mark Andre Fleury is also someone who could be heading to Colorado if Kemper does not sign. But Mark Andre Fleury also is part of the Minnesota Wild right now. He could either reunite in Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh today just resigned Casey Dismiss. So who knows what's going on with that? And Toronto Maple Leafs are they're going in on Mark Andre Fleury. Uh, they tried uh, acquiring him at the deadline last season. Um, yeah, uh, they wanted Matthew Nyes in return. That did not happen. Obviously, yeah, Chicago yeah. not get him. He's very good. I w- I wouldn't make that trade either for a rental with no guaranteed right. future. But um, Matthew Nyes is going to be a very good player. But um, yeah, the goalie market is going to start moving soon, and that gives me the question: What the hell are we going to do? Um, Jack Campbell, that those talks ended. Apparently, according to Lance Likowski, Campbell's now mostly linked to um, Edmonton. So, what's the move, Zach? What are we doing? Well, you're starting Craig Anderson 44 games, and uh, that's all we got. No, I, I, I honestly was very attached to the Campbell idea. Sadly, uh, this holiday weekend, those dreams were awoken by the truth. It's not going to happen. It's not happening, yeah. Buffalo. Um, I, I, I'm at a loss for words. I, I don't know if our goalie is there by trade, like a guy like Braden Holtby, a, a, a free agent like Vili Huso. I, I really don't. Free agent as well. He is a free agent. Yeah. I oh, uh, uh, pardon me, Gibson trading for a guy like Gibson. Yeah. Um. I I. I really don't know. I want to see the Sabres make make a huge move for goalie, but we're in talks with Dakarski. We're probably going to be in talks with Subban. I assume. I, I really assume yeah. we are. <clears throat> so I don't know. I really don't know what we're what we're thinking here. And if we're out, if we're not in on the Mark Andre Fleury sweepstakes, we should be. We should throw our. our I don't know why we're not. We I don't should. know why we're not. We have all the money in the world. We we literally have a GTA money glitch right now, and we should use it. And we should use it to where we need it, which is goalie. So, yeah. From yeah. looking at the teams that are in on Mark Andre Fleury, it looks like they're cup teams. They're teams that want to win the Stanley Cup next year. Edmonton, Colorado, try to be Toronto. winning. Yeah. They, Minnesota. <clears throat> I think they got maybe one more year to go for it, even though they just got rid of Fiala. So. I don't think Minnesota will bring him back. Um, Pittsburgh just signed to Smith, but they're going to try going one more run. They're probably going to try getting Malkin and Latang signed, even though Malkin is not looking too prime. I'm hearing they're not meeting at a number, so we'll have to wait till July 13th for that. But um, then Colorado, if they resign Kemper, Flurry's not going there, and then there's Toronto. So my best bet I- here is that he'll be a Maple Leaf. Which is that? That's exciting. <sighs> I I, I kind of like that. Yeah, that's very exciting cool. for Maple Leaf fans. Mister yeah. Dangle, I hope you're watching. <laughs> yeah, oh but um, <laughs> that guy needs a that guy needs a cop. Oh my god, I feel I don't yeah, care about anyone reason, on that team. Yeah, the only reason I would be okay with Toronto winning a cup or even a first round is for Steve Dangle's health. Shout out to the Steve Dangle podcast, by the way. Also not sponsored. There, I honestly can. They don't feel like a Toronto podcast. Like they're not. 
talking mm-hmm. about Toronto the whole time. It feels like just an NHL podcast. It's great. They're a great listen. It goes mm-hmm. quick. They're fun. They keep it light, and it, it's great. I love shout out Steve Dangle podcast. Maybe a collab episode coming soon. No promises. Probably. Yeah, we'll, we're we'll busy. We're, we might be busy. We'll yeah, we'll have to brush hit it up off. our intern or something. I don't know. <laughs> but um, the goalie market. Um, if you were goalie looking Paris, for a trade, though. some names out there. Obviously Gibson, who I do not think the Sabers will be on. I think the cost will be a little high, and the term and the cost for his AAV will not be something Kevin Adams would probably want to bring in. There's Seyman Varlamov in the Islanders, and uh, word is that Lou Lamorello is not going to deal him unless there is a package that he cannot say no to. So, But in this league, Lou Lamorello likes to get in people's heads, and you know he's been here for a while. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, and then there's obviously uh, that guy in Winnipeg. Why can't I think of his name? Connor Hollybuck. Connor Hollybuck. Yeah, Yikes. Uh, he's going to cost a lot more than Gibson would. I think the term is the same, if not more. I don't know about the contract, but that would Jets be are in very... trouble this year, though. Jets are in yeah. a lot of trouble this year, so I would not be surprised if I I, I don't it's, see I'm a swing not sure a guy what... like Connor Hollebuck. I just don't. I, yeah. I don't see that trade happening. The Jets just uh, be a great signed. Trade. They just brought in the old. Uh, Dallas Stars coach, I'm blanking on his name right now, but very odd hiring. I mean, I mean, from the looks of it, from that happening, it doesn't look like they're going to do a full rebuild or like anything like that, a clean house, but I think they should. And Pierre-Luc Dubois does not want to sign there uh, long-term. He wants to be a free agent after this coming season, so he'll probably be headed out this offseason, if not the trade deadline or after. But very strange what's going on there in Winnipeg. Uh, if uh, they do decide to tear it down, I want Kevin Adams ringing their line and saying, what the hell do you want for Nikolai Ehlers or even a Kyle Connor? Like, what do you want? I will give you everything that we have. But the odds of that are low, even though we could have got Ehlers one time, one for one for Ristolainen, but um, that was turned down. Thanks, Botterill. But honestly, who would you rather have? Like, the GOAT. The Risto Rocket, come on. You can hear that ding from a mile away when he goes off the bar. I think all of downtown Buffalo heard that. <clears throat> yes. The ring were how the heard around the world, I think, General said or something like that. But <laughs> moving on, um the Tampa Bay Lightning. They trade um Ryan McDonough, which is just something that has to happen in this league. Um Obviously, the salary cap is pretty flat. It went up a million dollars this year, but that is just not enough, especially for Tampa Bay with the contracts they have and who they got to pay. But he goes to Nashville for Felipe Myers and some other guy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, Tampa is trying to resign Andre Palat, Anthony Sorelli, Ant- or Eric Cernak, and Mikhail Sergachev. So, they got they got to pay people, so that's what's got to happen in this league. It's very sad. Um, came out that McDonough was either going to be put on waivers and be claimed by the Columbus Blue Jackets if he didn't accept the trade that because he had a no move clause, but um, instead he accepted Nashville, even though he didn't seem very thrilled about that. But 
I guess he chose Nashville over Columbus. I would. I also would. That's that's the right uh it's the right choice there. Yeah. All right, and then as we said earlier, Edmonton very high on Campbell. I can see that being a great fit. Um they do need a goalie. Mike Smith is about to be in a wheelchair, so bring him in. If we can't have him, I guess you can. Uh, I see Edmonton as if Buffalo ever worked out, I see them as that. But um, they're also very high on Claude Giroux, who that would be crazy. Um, Edmonton, what I'm hearing is they're trying to like, dump off a lot of contracts and people to bring in a lot of new people. So people like Tyson Berry, Zach Cashin, or our favorite Jesse Pugliarvi, who are saying that he's going to be traded for very cheap. So if that can happen, do it. Make the highest offer. I, I don't care. It, if the highest offer, like, I feel like Middlestat, from what I'm hearing, they're not asking for much. So if you can even swap with Middlestat or Bryson in a pick or something, just make it work. Don't, yeah, I, don't spend too he, much, but make it work. He's, he's one of those ro- roster builders you need. Like, mm-hmm. the, when I, I don't want – we don't need a superstar. We have – when you have young talent, you want them to be leading the team one day. Mm-hmm. You need guys like Puyarvi and Nachuskin. That's There that's have been many need. comparisons of those two, actually. They're, uh, they're very similar was seen players. That in Dallas, they, he got bought out, actually, by Dallas. And look what he just did. So They're they very the similar players, way. and I think they're – if you're going after free agents and you or not, not PRV, but if you're going after a free agent, it's Nachuskin, 100. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I I don't see him signing here unless it's an offer he can't refuse. And can we do that? Yes. Um, is so make it happen. Just get these get these strong power forwards who can just skate down your throat every second of the game and always be a factor. <clears throat> yes. There are the someone in the draft that is just like that, that we will get into later, that has been being talked about here around Buffalo, so we'll get to that. But um, let's get to the Vancouver Canucks. What the hell are you doing? The, they're trying to trade off JT Miller. Right. I guess they're not agreeing on an extension right now and trying to get what they can. And then they came out saying they're looking for – a player, and then they described the player they're looking for, and it literally matched everything JT Miller is. So what, whatever you're doing, whatever. And then they're also trying to get rid of Tyler Myers, and they're asking for a lot. And <laughs> Tyler Myers is someone that you should be giving away things just to get them off your hands. So whatever. All right. But um, teams linked to JT Miller are um, Washington Capitals, which I can see. And uh, the New York Rangers, and then ultimately there is a, another surprise team in there that has not been named, but I feel like that's how it is on a lot of things. Isn't that always Buffalo? I feel like every time they say a surprise team, no matter the sport, it's Buffalo. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. I Buffalo. mean, I don't see how that fits into Kevin Adams' plan, but a player like JT Miller would be very fine. I would much enjoy that. What hand, what hand does he shoot? You, you know, he's a center though, but that's the thing. He's a center. He oh, a who am I thinking of? Man, I don't know. 
<laughs> but another thing is, um, speaking of the Rangers, they're linked to former Sabres legend Evan Rodriguez, who just absolutely tore it up in uh, Pittsburgh. So uh, while Malkin wasn't there, when Malkin was there, he kind of got a little. Yeah, the question right now is, can Rodriguez handle a second-line center position or job? And he did that pretty well for Pittsburgh. He looked very, very good. Um, One of their no best surprise players, to some yeah. people here. But, yeah, happy for Evan Rodriguez. I really liked him. I'm sad that it never worked out. I mean, he got traded with Connor Sherry for Dominic Cahoon, who then was not re-signed. re-signed. So, so we lost him for nothing. Nothing. We lost All him right. for a quarter of a season of Dominic Cahoon because I believe that was the COVID year, which got ended short. So we had Dominic Cahoon from January to March. And that's when we got Wayne Simmons. Yeah, the, the Wayne train. We were in Cahoonville. We, we, the, the we were train. at the gym when that happened, and you walked up to me and just showed me the – I remember that, yeah. The tweet. And I was like, oh, okay, Wayne Simmons. <laughs> cool. I like Wayne Simmons. I, I love him on Toronto. I, he's, a, mm-hmm. he's a great guy to have, that physicality, that – that's something a team like Toronto needs, especially in the playoffs. But I, don't, I think he was get out of the no first show. round. Get out of the first round, please, please. Yep. And then there's I actually watch been Austin uh, Matthews shine in the playoffs because he's fun to watch. He's so he's got that swagger about him. He he, he can score goals. It's great. That's great. I'd love to be see so him much more fun watching him in Arizona. No, <laughs> a team at the that. bottom. Bring him to the top. You right. cannot put Austin Matthews on the Coyotes yes, you and can. expect them to be 500. They will not be 500. And Austin oh, right Matthews now, will be miserable. In two years with Connor De- Bedard and Austin Connor Matthews down, DeBard, down your <laughs> center core, holy cow, Arizona is going to the cup. Not yet, but they will. It'll be a cold day in hell <laughs> before I acknowledge the Arizona Coyotes as an NHL team. If your best player and your most talked about player, ooh, Shane Doan. Ooh. Sorry, Shane Doan. Paul Bizonet, I was going to say, but, but Shane <laughs> yeah. Doan. Yeah. But I, I I don't know. It'll be fun to watch. It'll be silly to see him play in college. It'll be a hoot. It'll be a, ho- it'll be a holler. But I think by the time that if Matthews were to go there, I don't think they'll be in Arizona State. But. Right. You know, we'll just give have to wait and see. Team. Give another give another Canadian team. I'd like it. Even Houston was another team or location brought up. Who cares? Get the hell out of Arizona. No one there gives a shit. <sighs> yeah, they're, they're like, we, yeah, we wouldn't mind if you guys just fucked off for a while. Yeah. They're not allowed back. They're never going to – I think that's why Bettman wants to stay because he knows if he leaves, they're not going to let him come back. But why would I, he care? Because he's right. weird, dude. He cares about the Arizona Coyotes more than anything. They're like I his fetish. So much. He his voice Resigned. is awful. Resigned. Your 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 pat your past. You you want to talk about you can't change the rule book because it would take five years. Some things take a long time, Gary. I, I mean, just go go away. Go away. Just find someone new. Find someone fresh with fresh ideas and go away. You, you're draining hockey. You really are, whether you like it or not. <laughs> All right. 
Another team. Why that's... did we? Why did we just start <laughs> doing that? Like, what were we talking about? Austin Matthews. We were literally just talking about Wayne Simmons to Austin Matthews to fuck Gary Bettman. That's yeah. Whatever. I've been trying to move on to another team that might be. Um, we're not moving on. Active. I'm not done. Very active. Um, the Detroit Red Wings uh, GM Steve Eiserman is going to probably be very active, and they're going to dip their toes into some things that other people are interested in, which I'm excited for. I really do like Detroit. But I'm hearing that they're actually might be a surprise team to pick up Nazem Kadri if he does not stay in Colorado, which would be very interesting. I could see him there. And then another player is Ryan awesome. Strom from the Rangers because I know the Rangers are trying to get rid of him. So we'll see what happens in Detroit. Who knows? Yeah, I, I, I do think Kadri would be a good fun fit in Detroit without uh, <clears throat> Lucas Raymond and Cider. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be I think that'd be cool for uh Kadri to come to the Atlantic and play. But uh we'll, we'll see. I'm here. sure he's got a I'm sure he's got a lot of teams interested in him. Mm-hmm. And uh another big thing that happened is uh apparently Alex DeBrinket in Philadelphia the Philadelphia was asked to give over the fifth overall pick if that trade were to happen, and Philadelphia seems to have backed out of that. I don't think they're very up for it. I don't think they should do that. And another thing that they shouldn't do, which they're very high on, is signing uh, Johnny Gaudreau, Johnny Hockey, who is also linked to the New Jersey Devils. So there might be a bidding war there. But, um, yeah, and then um, also the Devils were – in on Debrinket and I guess the second overall got talked about, but I don't see that happening either. Um, if you're Philly and you think that trading your fifth overall pick for Debrinket is gonna turn around your team, you're you're just wrong. That's just not everyone in that organization is wrong. They just gave Ristolin in <laughs> five more years. They're all stupid and wrong. They need to rebuild, tear it all down, but instead they are going for it. Chuck Fletcher, what are you doing? Chuck. All right, and uh, before we start recording, you want you mentioned uh, you want to get into a little bit of a rant of the shift and new era happening here in Buffalo. If you want to just before we stopped stage. recording, no, before we started recording, we talked about how you want oh. to go okay. a little crazy about how it, there's a new shift happening here in Buffalo. So the stage is all yours. I mean, I'm not gonna go a little crazy, but. I mean, me and you know it. We when did we start watching and paying attention to hockey? We loved the Sabers forever, but when did we understand like the game, the 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 purpose, the team, the like when? I'd say Jack Eichel for me yes. and you. The Jack Eichel draft. Mm-hmm. He was the first guy you looked to, and you were like, "Yes, this this is what we need." And you paid attention to the team, you paid attention to the stats, you paid attention to the standings. You hoped, you prayed, you waited, you lost. Season after season, and you didn't know why. And uh, we stuck around, though. He, he, what you say? We did. We stuck around. Not yeah. We. I wouldn't say around. The youth here in Buffalo has though. There is a big shift. Everyone is all Bills focused. Don't get me wrong. I love the Bills. Got a thing right there. I'm Bills mafia through and through. But the younger generation here in Buffalo does not give a flying shit about the Buffalo Sabres. And that is very, I feel like known, I don't know about known, but 
I can't talk to another kid about the Sabres. It's all Bills. No one cares. We stink. We're horrible. Our generation right. has not seen a decent team given them since 2010 or 11. And that year we didn't make it past the first round. So that was the last time. We were eight years old. Right. So Yeah, I, I genuinely don't remember those playoff games. I remember parts of them. I remember the my dad having people over to watch. Mm-hmm. I don't really think I cared. I'd rather be like playing Legos or something. I don't know. Like the sport didn't really interest me that much. I love the logo. I love playing NHL, but it it doesn't mean anything to me like it does now. Like yeah. I I care now and it's it sucks when you care about something and other people just don't cuz it's not it's like Sabres are bad. What are, what are you talking about the Sabres for? What are you going to talk about the Sabres like you're starting a Sabres podcast? Sabres are bad. Like why? And uh, this past weekend, I got to talk to two people who uh, one cares about the Sabres and one doesn't. Bill Bill and uh, Sarah, shout out to them. I, I won't leak their last names, but we got to talk about the Sabres. And, and uh, Bill's a little older, and he was a fan during that 99 Cup run. I think he said he was 13, 14 watching that. And he got to see that no goal happen live. And he got to fall in love with this team that was good. And he got to watch the 06 Cup run. He was he was in the he was stationed. He was stationed away. He got to watch his sergeant was a Carolina fan. <laughs> which you you can guess how that goes. It's gotta be the worst feeling in the world. But he told me he slowly lost his love for the Sabres because after Drury and Briere left, we had those good runs with Vanek and all them. We had the good team. But then we started intentionally losing and trading away players that were core to the team. And it wasn't fun anymore. It, it's not fun anymore. And, and when you're looking at it from that perspective, you lose your love for the game. You, you, it's not fun being a fan when you're watching a tank team play 82 Or games. Ryan O'Reilly. It's not, it's not <laughs> fair to tell fans they have to endure losing at a chance to get Connor McDavid, which newsflash we didn't end up doing. We got – the second overall pick, awesome hockey player, great talent. You can talk about the person all you want, but the guy in Fuck the Jack Eichel. Jack, yeah, you're talking Jack Eichel. We got him as a as a silver medal, and you, and then he's your savior. And for the next six years of his residency here, you're just as bad. You're you're winning these first overall picks, and you're still in the top ten in every draft because you're just as bad. You're not going anywhere. And it's like, what did I, what did we tank for? What did we do this for? And if you're just, and you stop paying attention. And he said, I, I, me and my buddies used to watch every game up until the tank year. And we stopped. We'll talk about the Sabres sometimes, but we, it's just, it just wasn't worth it. It's not worth watching all these games. So he was offered seats in a suite and turned them down. Cause why would he go watch a team play? But you fast forward to today and the feeling in the building is different. The the players talking are talking different. The coaches talking are talking different. The GM talk the GM's talking different. Everyone's everyone's sick of it. Everyone's on the same page. The fans, the players, the coaches, everyone. Everyone in that office is tired of being the Buffalo Sabres that everyone thinks they are. And they're turning it around. And whether and whether you want to believe it or not, and whether I'm saying this with with just the naive brain I have or not, it doesn't matter. It's something's changing. You're, you're bringing in all this 
youthful talent that's good and you're letting him grow and you're letting him become brothers. Rasmus Dahlin called each other, called him and Cousins brothers when they fought for the in the Heritage Classic. Cousins throws Matthews a check, fights bunting, gets tossed out of the game and stands by the boards and waits. That would never happen in the Eichel era. That hasn't been seen. This tight-knit group has not been seen since 05, 06. It's, it's new, and it's new, and I think a lot of people are going to be surprised in the next coming years they're gonna they're gonna their heads are gonna spin it's new and it's different and you can feel it and you can feel it too and i know you have because we talk about this it's different people don't people who don't pay attention like us because we talk about the sabers when they're bad and we watch bad teams play and we tank and we lose and we get the first of our pick and we draft owen power and like yeah we're and for anyone watching yeah but they're still bad Something's different. It's different. It's going to be a team that's exciting to watch. We were. It, it was exciting watching games last year. It was exciting being a fan last year. And we and we weren't that good. We still weren't a good hockey team. And if you're just looking at the stats, we're not a good hockey team. But it's different. It's just different. And you can't you can't guarantee anything. But it's different. And it's about time. It really is because I'm t- I'm tired of being a Sabres fan and I I don't even know why I do it anymore. It doesn't make <laughs> sense. Why I can I, I played hockey growing up. You you played hockey growing up. It, it's I can watch football and enjoy the enjoy the Bills winning and celebrate when we win playoff games and be happy. But I'll celebrate ten times harder at an overtime win in a game where the Sabres are eight and twenty four. It doesn't it it's different and. It's just getting turned around, and I think Buffalo's finally waking up to it, and it's really about time, and, I, and I'm and i very, very passionate for the future. And we, and me and you are going to be pioneering this fan movement. I don't care. I don't care about anyone else. I don't care about any other podcast talking about the Sabres because nobody cares and nobody has this raw passion that we have. It's, it's, I it's not even that. close. There's it's definitely not even some close. great people out there who make some content in the Sabres world. Shout out to them. We didn't necessarily mean to hurt your feelings. <laughs> I did. I did. It's getting turned around. It's getting turned around. And you better get on the wagon soon. You better. Because next few years, it's going to be a very, very exciting team. It already is. It really already is. A few more moves. We need a goalie. You need a defenseman, and you need to let these young guys get better. And then all you do is sit and watch, and you watch a playoff team. And it's about time. It, 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 I can't say it enough. It's it's about time. I'm like I I don't know if you feel the same way. Like why do we care about the Sabers? Like seriously, I've, I've questioned myself many times. I I've been at games when Jack was on the team. I'm just sitting there like we're getting blown out. No one cares. Or I'll be sitting there on the couch watching a game, be like, oh, just another game. That whole COVID year, I barely watched any Sabres. Like, I obviously kept up with, like, Twitter and stuff, but that was my first year at college. Obviously a very weird year with COVID, but I, the last thing I cared about, I wouldn't say the last, but, like, I didn't have the passion anymore. I didn't want to watch. I didn't – because there was nobody. Like, Taylor Hall was our best player, and he wasn't good, and he was yeah, traded. Yeah. Right after the Taylor Hall trade is probably when I started watching. So I was like, oh, um, like look at this. Uh, Don Granado guy's coming in. And, uh, oh, what's this? Uh, Anders Bjork looks sick. He's going to be so good. <laughs> Casey Middlesay is picking it up. But um, 
you know, it's it's just the fact that it, we has to be even like talked about, like how there's it's like we have no one to talk hockey about, and Zach and I are probably the two most passionate kids that we know about this. Like I can't, I don't know another kid that gives a single shit. But it's it's just crazy how we feel like we want to be like heard. And so what we do is we start a podcast because we talk about it, but then we have no one to talk to it with. So now we're trying to reach out to this audience and whoever's listening. So yeah, it's crazy how, I mean, we're literally right now witnessing the turnaround of the Sabres, what it looks like. I mean, they can obviously drastically fail and it'd be right. miserable. Yeah, <laughs> it can happen, but this is, this is a, this is real. This is, what this is the first time do. there's been real confidence within this team. There's literal depth within our prospects. Like we, we don't just have Eichel and Reinhardt and then our next best player we're hoping for is Hudson Fashing, Hudson Fashing, Justin Bailey. Where the hell are they now? Are they even in the AHL? Like, I don't think no, so. They're probably playing out in Europe. So this is the first time <clears throat> I'm, like, very certain of a bright future in Buffalo since the whole tank years because there's things to look forward through to within and there's things to look forward to in the future, and it's not all just hoping on luck. Hoping on Jack Eichel to be a savior. It's 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 yeah. new, and I think – and I don't think there's just not a lot of people who – give a shit because I don't I don't necessarily think that's true. They they shouldn't give a shit. They shouldn't be fans. If you're if you're listening to this an hour through, we thank you because there's not many of us. There's not many of us who can care and listen and and think about the Sabres for that long because they haven't given you much to think about. They haven't given you a lot to celebrate. But I I think once this team turns around it is going to be Electric. It's going to be awesome. It's just going to be awesome. The fan, the, from what I hear, the Carolina games. Buffalo would travel to the Carolina games. They win. They win game. I think he was at game three. I don't know if I'm screwing this up. No, no, no. He was at a Washington game. He was at a Washington game, and uh, and uh, they beat Washington. And on the escalator down into the subway, let's go Buffalo chant start. It's it's a passionate fan base, but if you treat the passionate fan base like shit and give them nothing for ten years, why would they stick around? You can't expect that. You cannot. There's no you. There's not many people who can watch teams that play Cody Eakin twelve minutes a game. There's not many people who who can accept that and enjoy that, and it's. It's getting turned around. I can't promise anything because I don't know. I really don't. It's all speculation and it's all hope. But it looks real. It feels real. Everyone loves the coach, which is huge. All these young guys love the coach. Kyle Poso had a huge bounce back year. They all call him dad. What's there to not believe in right now? Yeah. And maybe this is a rallying cry to get fans to stand up and root for the Sabres again, but they're not. The first three games of the season aren't going to be sellouts. It's it's still going to be an uphill battle to get fans in the seats, but it it's a new it's a new team, it's a new era, and it's exciting. It really is. The whole world's I'm very proud of what the fans and the did. Sabres are turning around. It's it's insane to me. Like everything else that can go wrong is going wrong. 
except the Sabres. They they seem to be figuring stuff out. Uh, but yeah. exciting times to be a Sabres fan. I think the fans had a very big part in making the organization as a whole realize how bad they have fucked up uh, by not going to any games at all this season. I mean, we went to a, a probably like six to ten. I, went, That's a, I think I went more games this season than any other season. I don't know why. Then they weren't even because, cheap. It's not even like they were giving tickets away. Tickets were still thirty dollars. It was ridiculous. So yeah, fans have been treated like shit, and you treat these. We're 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 from Buffalo. We're blue, a blue collar. collar. We're blue. I mean, I don't wear blue <laughs> collar. My no one in my family does, but we're a blue collar city that loves. Sports, we love sports, and you treat your hockey team like shit, and their fans are going to get bored, and they're going to watch football because our team is the best in the NFL. So uh, why why aren't we doing a Bills podcast right now? Because I don't care about the Bills that much. I care about the Sabres, and they're going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay, everyone. Right, I mean – I'm not saying Stanley Cup next year. No, I don't even think playoffs. But I think maybe playoffs. I, 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 that's going to clip that for uh, December. I think playoffs next year. I think Mark Andre Fleury in the next coming days. Um, Marner maybe on the team. Johnny Hockey. (laughs) No, but it, it just feels right. It feels like, like when Eichel came in. All we had were a few good pieces, a bad defense, and a mentally ill Robin Leonard. And that's not a slight on Robin Leonard. Being mentally ill is pretty common and not talked about. So you're not going to win games. And you can't put all the pressure on a young Jack Eichel. And year after year, you beat this kid up and make horrible trades and bring in Saboka, Berglund, and Thompson for Ryan O'Reilly. And that's just looking up because Thompson had an awesome season. But you can't make those trades and expect that talent to want to stay. It's not fair. It's not fair to expect that out of a young kid who's playing great hockey. You can't – I mean, put put yourself in his shoes. You're you're the best player in college. You win the Hobie Baker. You get drafted second overall by the Sabres. You give it five hard seasons. You're You're fighting high ankle sprains. All these injuries, your your management is incompetent. Your coaching is incompetent year after year. They, they, they make horrible lineup decisions, and you're just being buried by teams that are good, and you know you're good. You're not going to want to stay. It, am I wrong? Are you going to want to stay on no. that team? That is no. why I defended Jack Eichel through the entire thing until his postgame interview. But, um, I mean, yeah, I don't blame him whatsoever for – asking for a trade or holding out or anything because I'd be sick of it too. I mean, look at – I'm not comparing him, but Pierre-Luc Dubois, poor kid's not played in a big market yet, but he's going to. <laughs> but, um, I mean, he was – he got out of situations and so did Jack. So, I mean, it was never a great fit. I mean, obviously he was beloved in the city, but the timing was not right. It's, People in charge were brain dead. It's it's just it's sad that it didn't get to work out. But um, that was he's the person who got us into this sport as right. passionate as we are right now. We 
what are we, 13 years old, looking up Jack Eichel, rookie year, that first goal against Ottawa, that goal against Columbus. That is my favorite Jack Eichel moment where he turned around, cut through the middle, went up the left side, and just ripped it bar titty. I just said bar titty. I don't care. It was sick. I was amazed. I was like, this is real. We have not, I have never seen anyone do this, like, on my team. Um, it, that goal against Detroit. I don't know if it was his rookie season, but when he took it in. And he Vanek. Yeah, it, it, incre- he's an incredible athlete, and he he was incredible on the Sabers. And give him all the shit for what kind of person he is. Um, I'm I'm really contradicting myself if we're calling back to if you're Dude, an I'm asshole, you deserve to be called out. Yeah, but he he was a great hockey player, and he gave it his all every game. And he played through injury, and he played through high. He, he played he played for the worst team and worst run team in the world. Like there's nothing. There's nothing more dysfunctional than the Sabres from 2015 to 2020. There's nothing. Or 20, 2019, almost 2020. Right. There's nothing worse. There, the, it was horrible. And it's horrible to be a fan. And you can't be expected to be a fan. I bet Jack Eichel would have been such a nice guy if he had a reason to be happy here. Yeah, I bet he would have been awesome. And he did awesome work for the city. He did mm-hmm. work with Roswell. He did Make a Wish. He 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 worked for the nurses. He gave them all flowers on on uh, Mother's Day. I want to say I don't know if it was Mother's Day, but let's not paint him to be this villain. There's there doesn't have to be a villain just because our management messed up. It's easy to paint Jack Eichel as the villain, and after that post game interview, he really he, he really he really. <laughs> bowed to the curtain for that one. But but you can't hate that because now every time we face Vegas and by the time he finishes his contract in Boston because Vegas is so incompetent, we will be able to boo Jack Eichel and make it a fun rivalry with him. So who at that – I'm like – I'm kind of like on both sides of the things, but like I look at the fun part of whatever happened. Oh, uh, yeah, it's awesome. It's I going like to be so fun. <laughs> Yeah. Going to that after that, what he said in that interview, he will not be able to walk around Buffalo, which is I think is just entertaining for the league. I can't Buffalo alone. So I can't wait till his first game against Buffalo. Like not like game, like game, like where he <laughs> scores two Jack Eichel goals against us and <clears throat> celebrates into the crowd how he did against Toronto fans. It's oh, going to be so awesome. It's going to be – I don't – like. It's going to hurt my feelings, but I'll be over it and I'll be like, that's Jack. It'll be funny. I, I – I really expect him to have a great season next year. He's in a position to do it, and he's hopefully getting healthy because he broke his thumb and the rest of the season he's playing injured. You can't – his whole game is shooting the puck. If you have a broken thumb, it's kind of hard to do. So Yeah, I was just talking to somebody, and he was like, yeah, we so won that. Obviously, the people I talked to other than Zach who talk Sabres aren't the brightest or knowledge, but he was like, yeah, we, we killed that Jack Eichel trade. We, we won that. So far – Jack Eichel's yeah. got four or five more years left on his contract alone in Vegas. He's going to be Jack Eichel. He was injured playing on an injured team. He's going to – I really think he will finish as a Hall of Famer. He is an exceptional talent. That is a hot take. Write it down. I don't care. Jack Eichel is sick. He is very, very good. He did not look good last year because of factors that had to do with that Hall of Fame, Eichel. I mean, yeah. I if, if Vegas goes on a deep playoff run, Jack Eichel is going to be awesome to watch. I want to see playoff Jack Eichel. I don't care if he's not on the Sabers. I want to see it. He's still my favorite player growing up for so long. 
he's like great. He is, he is going to be so swaggy. He is going to literally just be so awesome. He'll get an NHL cover. Write it down. I don't care. He'll be on NHL 24. <laughs> I don't care. He is still going to be so good in this league. If he can not get injured and figure out maybe some other things. Yeah, maybe he goes to like a uh, psychologist figures out some of the, he's He's got anger. I mean, I, it'd be hard not to. If I played in Buffalo all, mm-hmm. all my young career and got treated like shit, I'd, I'd probably be a little angry. So, But he's, he's dealing with the winners here. I get pissed off, so I can his, only imagine. His shot is phenomenal. He's got one of the best shots in the NHL. He's the mayor of Boomtown. The Eichel Tower. Uh, it's great, <laughs> and he's going to be great, and he's going to be playing with guys like Mark Stone, Jonathan Marsha Show, Pacioretty. Well, for how long until they fold? But no matter I mean, what, wherever he goes, however season, he does it, it's going to. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I hope he's good because he's not in our division. We don't have to. We see him two times a year. When we play him, I hope we win. But and I, wish the best. I hope he just doesn't get a point against Buffalo for so long just because it will be funny, but then everywhere else he tears it up, whatever. I see him having a four-game goal against us in Buffalo next time we play him. Four-goal game. Yeah. Four I goals. Mean, I see it. And, and I see – Oh, could you imagine a fight with Jack Eichel? And, oh, my God. I think I'm going doing. to that game next year. I Me and my dad are going well. – I'm getting I'm getting us tickets, but – so uh, – Surprise, Joe. I, I just got to see it. Joe. <laughs> no, he already knows. Uh-huh. He just—he actually just texted me during the episode when's the new one coming out. Mm-hmm. So shout out to him, one of our loyal supporters. Yeah. Um, we're at an hour and 13. Do you want to wanna wrap well, this up? This I mean, we didn't really talk about the draft. draft. This, yeah, episode this episode is literally the pre-draft draft episode. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll go in it quickly. I mean, that's what everyone probably wants to hear about. That's the big thing going on. All right, we'll get into it. Obviously, we talked about the Russian players, how they're. it's going to be interesting what happens in this year's draft. But at ninth overall, players that come to mind are Lekariemi, I believe is how you pronounce it, the winger. Uh, you got um, Matthew Savoy. If he falls down, I know you're very high on Matthew Savoy. He can fall yeah. anywhere. He can go anywhere. He's one of those names. Him and Frank Nazar are two guys I'd really love at nine because they're ranked from – Going five or going mid twenties, like anything could happen. So, if you can get either of those guys at nine, or I'm I like Cutter Gautier or uh, Rucker McGordy, he can fall to sixteen. So, a lot of guys, Daniil Yurov, the Russian. If you can get him at sixteen, go for it. Take the risk. Take the gamble. Um, round twenty eight. There's Miroshenko. There's some other uh, defensemen. Ryan Chesley, who actually I believe the Sabers are like one of like the two or three teams that didn't interview him. It's either him or another American defenseman, right-handed. I'd be interested in the end of the first round. But Sam that's Renzel. if we have that pick. Are you talking about Sam Renzel? Maybe. There was – I think it was Chesley that they didn't interview at the Combine or at all. But I don't want to draft a defenseman. It's not necessary. Uh... I think this, the depth in the organization at right-handed defenseman needs to be addressed. But I don't think it needs to be addressed in the first round in the unless draft, there's yeah. someone that you can't say no to, like a Juracek or Nemich, if they somehow fall a nine. Juracek is being labeled as a lowercase Maurice Sider to some. So who knows? Lowercase? Like small? Yeah. 
Yeah. Not I don't, funny. I don't know if small or just not as I mean, baby yeah. boy. And baby. not as talented slightly, but similar game. But you know, this draft it's like one thing about the draft, quick little rant about that. Like I said earlier, you're gambling on their future and what you can make them. Like you can draft a player who was insane. Let's say even Shane Wright, even though he had a bad year last year, he can turn into a bust. He can turn into anything. You see first overall picks are in the bust in all the major sports leagues. It depends how you develop them. So if you get a guy with just extremely high upside who loves the game, who's knowledge and intelligent and has all these skills go for it take the upper hand and do your job with these kids and with your development team you got to make them what you think they can be so that's no like i look i look back as the jack at the jack quinn draft as a lesson it was a guy who scored a shit ton of goals but he just wasn't ranked as high but we took him anyway early some could say we probably could have fallen Following a couple more picks, but look what he's becoming. He's won AHL Rookie of the Year. He was well over a point per game, got mono, got injured, and he still did all that. And he started slow. So when they draft, I feel like my opinion means nothing because I watch YouTube videos about these players. I don't know. Like, if it's obvious that they have, like, very bad defaults to their game, then they have – that's just how it is, and then that's when you can make a comment. But if there's a player with high upside, like, oh, you passed on this guy, or oh, you should have took him, you don't know what the hell they're going to become. You right. see guys who are drafted in the seventh round who should have been drafted first overall in some drafts. So I'm very, very um, – I believe in this in this Sabres organization. Kevin Adams, they got Sam Ventura. They're doing the whole analytics department, which is huge. Huge. We had nobody in that. So if they can just get the guys who are filling in, doing all the things right, and maybe they can even not even putting up the points, but they're doing everything else right. They have all the characteristics. Go for it. Do it. A guy that's being highly talked about is Marco Casper. I didn't know jack shit about him two weeks ago. I just heard him as a name in the first round, but I wasn't like high on him because I didn't really know. Watched a couple YouTube videos, but then he's getting talked about more and more, and now he's becoming a favorite for fans. This guy's a machine. He's running. He's driving people into the corner. He's he right after six seconds after a faceoff shift. He or a faceoff. He became like a favorite. He six seconds. He drilled some guy in a corner. Skated fast he possibly can. Lit him up. And he's just all over. So sure, get him. He's exciting. Do what you got to do. I have faith in the Sabers right now, which is something I could have not said three years going on. Right. Yeah, um, I have all the trust in the world and whoever they're going to draft. What is it, the 8th? 9th, 16th, and 28th. No, the 8th of July. Yeah. That. I, I, I see them making the right decisions for this organization, which I haven't felt ever since. Um, I Owen Power draft was good. I that Obviously, the right pick was made at 1 and. I trust them to make three picks in the first round unless something crazy happens, unless there's a guy you can get who's – if if you can get him, awesome. If you can't – what? I'll be honest. <laughs> I, I took allergy meds like an hour and a half ago, 
and they're kicking in like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like you got you got to keep this because everything is so cr- they're kicking in hard. <laughs> All right, well, Zach is tripping balls. Um, <laughs> we will, <laughs> we will uh, end off the episode on that note. And once again, I'll say it again. Let them draft who they want to draft, who they're high on. I got faith on them. <laughs> I got faith if in If they them. draft them, fine. If they don't, whatever. I, I don't care. <laughs> They'll draft them. Yeah. So, no, but uh, we, we hope to bring you some content for the draft. Um, we might be getting together and watching the draft and maybe give us mm-hmm. some give you some live reactions. Definitely yeah, an episode post-draft. You want to get yeah. together and do that? That'd be fun, yeah. Um, yeah, we got a lot of we're, – we're excited. We're excited to get this going in the offseason because there's a lot to do and there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to get excited for. Like this season, I I'm excited for. It's gonna be Christmas morning for that first game. And if we lose mm-hmm. by three, fine. I I don't care. Just I want the Sabers back. I want I want them to start playing hockey again. But uh, definitely content coming for the draft uh, episode. We'll try to get it to you the day after the draft, if not the day after the day after. But we'll get it to you as soon as possible. If we're together, we could film it night of and have it uh, that following afternoon. So if you're watching. Through all this, we really appreciate you. Obviously, being a podcast, it's 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 hard to get people listening. In a Sabres podcast, it's even harder. So, if you're if you're listening, we 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 appreciate it because we're just two assholes who talk to ourselves most of the time, and now we're just doing it to our laptop. So, love to all of you. Um, <laughs> enjoy the rest of your week. Um, go Sabres, Antonio. Wrap us up. Yep. Uh, if you guys want to. Follow us, our socials, at the Goatheads Pod. Uh, we'd appreciate it. Um, share with your friends. If you got someone who's passionate or enjoys podcasts, let them know. We're trying to grow as this. I mean, this is only our third episode. We don't really have that big of a following. But to all those listening now, hope you're enjoying. And I hope you stick with us because we do have really big aspirations for this. So, yeah, we want to make this. Like, our dream is to have this our jobs. Like, I love hockey. We love hockey. If we get to, we're not getting paid for this. It doesn't matter. Like we're doing this because we want to. But if we can make this our livelihood, mm-hmm. that that's my dream right now. I love yeah. doing this. I'm passionate about doing this, and and we're passionate about bringing you guys the best content we can. And we're only looking to improve. This is episode three, and our quality is shit. And we're using AirPods and MacBook cameras. And maybe five years from now, we'll be looking back at this. And laughing. Maybe we won't even do it in the podcast anymore. But we're excited. And it's and it's exciting to do. And we're excited and you're making an awesome hype video. Um Oh yes. I'm actually gonna, gonna be... put a teaser for those watching on YouTube. Yeah. If you're listening on Spotify, I'll put a minute teaser at the end of this video only for those who stuck around and know it is sick. I have never made anything cooler in my life. Like this video is very cool. If you like Stranger Things, it's got a song from there, the one by Journey with the remix. So it's fantastic, and we're gonna post it as the goat head. But no, that is Tony doing that. It's not. It's not a. We're not a. We're we're two kids. We're two guys posting stuff. It's it, that's all mm-hmm. Antonio, and that's not because he gets paid or commissioned to do it. It's because he wants to. We want to do this. We don't. It, it's it's a pat. It's a passion project. So we just appreciate anyone listening, and we're only gonna get better, and we're only gonna do this more consistent. <clears throat> and god damn this allergy bed kicking my ass <laughs> all right everyone follow us on uh socials um if you're listening on a streaming app make sure to download the episode follow us on there 
you're on YouTube, like, subscribe, uh, leave a comment, how you feel. Uh, if you have anything, you can tag us on a tweet or DM us on Instagram, whatever you want. DMs are open on Twitter as well. So we're active. Really appreciate everywhere. it. Yeah. Five stars. If you want to give us a five star review on Spotify, that also helps with the algorithm and everything. I don't yeah. know all the tech, but yeah, it's great. We're, we're, this is awesome. We've yeah. been talking about doing this for years, and the fact that we're even doing it is surprising because we're lazy. We're lazy people. <laughs> Gen Z. All right. Appreciate everyone for watching. Thanks for tuning in if you're still here. Uh, share with your Nobody's friends. Nobody's here. Who are we kidding? Nobody's, Nobody's here. here. <laughs> Nobody's All right. Here. Bye. Fuck y'all. Bye. <laughs>